0: Hello my friends, I'm so glad that you could join me today. Welcome back to another episode of Anything Goes. Hello Anything Goes family, so good to be here with you once again. Ooh, it's been a interesting day for me. Uh, for those of you that are involved in investing in stock portfolios that perhaps you manage, as I do, um, depending on what you were invested in, you may have had quite an interesting day, as I did, with GameStop, GME. <laughs> uh, now, I'm not one that's... Uh, that does a lot of this shorting and those sorts of strategies i've always been a long-term kind of investor um a fundamental investor as a lot of times people call it but my shares in games (laughs) stop provided me a wonderful surprise which was a wonderful boost to the amount of money for investing in that portfolio i have Um, if you're, more cu- if you're curious about what I'm talking about there, uh, you don't have to look far. Look on the news, look on YouTube, you'll see people talking about GameStop and what went on. But suffice it to say, a uh, thing that doesn't happen all too often in the markets happened. And if you were involved and knew what to do, you could have potentially walked away with some pretty tremendous um, gains, as I had the opportunity of today which is great for my retirement portfolio. <laughs> well that all said, um, I've been digging through so much content lately trying to come up with some interesting things to talk about. And so the first thing that I came upon that I thought was worth it addressing and it's something that many of us have probably heard of uh, so, something I've definitely heard discussion of when I was in the military uh, and that is power grids, the uh, energy that we use, the electricity we use to power our cities and our homes and our devices and all of that. Well, what I wanted to talk about was more specific, which is how weak um, many electrical infrastructures are. And the reason I talk about this is because this is something that I find interesting and important for us to remember, given the fact that we are moving increasingly more and more and more into a reliant place on technology. And technology requires energy, and our energy comes in the form of electricity. And so, with us being so heavily reliant on that energy that is passed through those lines to our homes that powers devices, cell phone towers, all kinds of stuff. What would happen if all of a sudden it was out? Now for people who have been through a hurricane or a typhoon, something like that, monsoon, whichever it is that's the equivalent in other parts of the world and you've had the power knocked out for a while, you kind of have an understanding of what that, well, you don't kind of, you do have an understanding of what that's like. Imagine waking up, maybe abruptly to sounds of sirens or whatever, or maybe you just wake up in the morning and the sun is out, and maybe you don't understand why the sun is out, and normally you wake up and it's not sunrise yet, and you realize that as you look over to your phone maybe your phone is still powered maybe you notice that if you have a fan that goes in your room it's not running maybe there's this eerie silence in the entirety of the house all that ambient noise that you've taken for granted because it's just been in the background as ambient noise is, um, is no longer there and suddenly it's very quiet Imagine that you don't have sewage. You don't have refrigeration for your food. You don't have the ability to recharge your phone, your tablet. Uh, You don't have a television to turn on to see what's happening. You don't have internet. If the power grid was out, you would be quite primitive in your living very quickly. Well the reality of the matter is that's exactly where we lie in so many places in the world, including here in the US, um, because of an infrastructure that doesn't get taken care of well. And why is that the case? It really comes down to one very key element of human behavior. It's one that I'm sure all of us can understand and have seen, and maybe we've even done, and I know I have. That element is this. The element of being slow to take serious warning signs. That was rather clumsy way of saying that, but oh well. We are not the best at picking up warning signs and making use of them quickly enough. Oftentimes we tend to fall in the realm of hindsight being 2020, as the saying goes. Well that can be problematic when you're dealing with infrastructure. Um, massive populations and a means by which to keep an economy and a society growing and moving forward no doubt the pandemic has in some ways shown us that can you imagine how it would be if the pandemic struck and we did not have a power grid operating imagine hospitals that don't have the use of fancy electronics they can't use monitors maybe they have generators but those generators can only work for as long as they are powered and the longer a a system is out the more problematic that can be so imagine if we had been through we were going through COVID without the support of electricity and the devices that rely upon it and our modern life that relies upon it well this isn't something you have to imagine these things have happened. One case here in the United States happened back on September 1st of 1859. That's 1859, a long ways away from where we are now. It was just before midnight, uh, and it was a relatively clear night um, over the Rocky Mountains, and suddenly things were awakened in the atmosphere. Streams of color were along the horizon. Uh, There was long, glowing, curtain-like imagery in the sky that went across the darkness of the sky that hung there. Um, The shifting colors that you saw were from red and yellow and orange and white and back again. For anyone who lives far enough north, you know what I'm talking about. There's only one thing that we can see in the sky that makes colors and has those shapes, those forms an aurora. But there's one problem with this. This aurora was not happening in the northernmost areas of the planet where it typically occurs. No, in fact, it was happening much further south, more unusually south than normal. Well, for anyone who understands what that means, uh, then they understand what a C M E is. C as in Charlie, M as in Mike, E as in Echo. That is the acronym for coronal mass ejection. In other words, a large blast of energy gets shot off from the sun, and this happens all the time. It's just that it doesn't always happen in the direction of our planet. So when that happens, those blasts can hit anywhere upon the planet depending on the intensity of it and how much it collapses down the Van Allen belts around our planet our electromagnetic shields if you will our force field if you want to call it so when this happened it was only a matter of minutes and what we saw was an aurora and then soon the sky became so bright that camping miners, yes, miners, because this was 1859, there were people mining, that the sky became so bright that the camping miners woke up and they started to make breakfast. (laughs) That's pretty bright. And they were convinced that they had slept soundly through the night and that they were witnessing the rise of a especially sanguine sun. But they couldn't have been more off. They didn't know it, but what they were witnessing was in fact a coronal mass ejection that hit the earth. The scene inside of telegraph offices for those who don't know what telegraph offices are, think of people that were tapping a little metallic bar to another bar underneath that creates an electrical circuit, thereby making tones, Morse code. So inside telegraph offices, uh, it was chaos. And why was it chaos? Well the while the miners were outside, basking in what they thought was the sun. <laughs> Uh, the telegraphers were inside dealing with machines that were so overcharged with electrical current that they were nearly close to combustion. In other words, they were looking at catching on fire because there was so much energy moving through them. The machines acted, as it was reported, as if they were possessed. They rained sparks, they ignited telegraph paper, They even electrocuted one unlucky operator that was so uh, so severely that a visible spark shot out from his forehead. That's a lot of energy. Of course, the telegraphers disconnected the system from the power sources, but what they were surprised to discover is that the line somehow remained operable. Uh, How bizarre is that? For those of you who have lived long enough to use a landline, or maybe you still have one, imagine if you disconnected the phone from the wall, and yet the phone still worked. That was the kind of experience telegraphers were having. They were disconnecting it from power sources, and yet the lines still had power the most adept of operators were actually able to continue sending and receiving messages powered solely by the electricity in the air. Think about that. They were able to use their telegraphs to send messages with no power source attached only by the energy in the air. That is the kind of power that a CME can inflict upon the planet anywhere anywhere on the planet it all just depends on when it goes off and what part of the planet it's aimed at and who happens to be there within rotation at that time so while in 1859 that was a little chaotic um, imagine what it would be like now. Obviously, uh, that that event I described has a name to it. Uh, the, ev- the event became known as the Carrington event, which was named after Richard Carrington, who was a British amateur astronomer uh, who had earlier that day observed two patches of intensely bright and white light on the sun's surface, that were eventually connected to the auroral display that night and it was the most powerful geomagnetic storm to hit earth on record that was in 1859 now in 1859 there was very little affected by the electromagnetic surge that was in the air um, So the damage was relatively negligible overall. However, if an event like that, a solar storm as it's called, of that magnitude uh, were to hit in a dense population, let's say a major city, um, then it falls under one of what the National Intelligence Council refers to as uh, a black swan event because it could mean the end of civilization as we know it. We'll pick up on this after the break. Hey friends, just wanted to take a quick moment to remind you that anything goes is very much supported by sponsorship and by listeners like you. And so, if you like this podcast and you'd like to continue to see it grow and to walk with you through life, then I very much so would invite you to go to anchor.fm forward slash Joseph, J-O-S-E-P-H hyphen Guzman, G-U-Z-M-A-N hyphen M-A. And if you go there, you will be able to find a button that says support. If you click on that button, you can become a monthly supporter of this podcast for as little as $0.99 a month. Or you can be at the $4.99 a month level. Or you can move it all the way up to the $9.99 a month level. These are all automated, and once you do it, you can just continue to be a supporter. You don't have to do it each time. It automatically does it until you cancel. If you would like to do a one-time donation, or if you would like to arrange to make a larger monthly contribution to the podcast, you can click that other button on the Anchor page, which says Message, and there you can message me about it, and we can get it arranged. Friends, I appreciate having you on this journey as we build this family of anything goes together. And with your support and with your listenership, we'll get there. I'll let you get back to the show, friends. We are back, friends. Well, I mentioned about black swan events, so what would it look like now? Well, in 2015, Lloyds of London and the University of Cambridge, uh, Cambridge's Center for Risk Studies, issued a report called Business Blackout. And that report uh, examined the economic effects of a cyber attack on the United States electric grid. Now they were looking at the United States, obviously other countries also have things of that nature. Uh, This report imagined a scenario in which a number of electrical substations were remotely deactivated, resulting in a 15-state blackout over the northeast United States. Power was restored to some areas in, in, you know, just a matter of days, uh, to others in a matter of weeks. The scenario was significant, but not catastrophic. The impacted area was relatively limited, and the blackout short-lived. But the estimated economic losses alone still topped $1 million. Or, I'm sorry, not not one million, one trillion dollars. And here's the thing, an even grimmer scenario also exists. Instead of a cyber attack temporarily deactivating some substations uh, that are irreparable, structural damage is done to a number of extra high voltage transformers, usually a transformer goes offline its electrical load is diverted to adjacent units, uh, which bear the increased load until the transformer can be reactivated. But this time, in this set situation, so many are disabled that too much power is diverted. The sudden influx of overloads adjacent the sudden influx then overloads the adjacent transformers, and it knocks them out as well. It's a cascading effect. The transformers fall like dominoes. And the next thing you know, an entire national grid succumbs to a massive cascading blackout, as it is called. Uh, And because the transformers are broken, not just, you know, switched off and needing to be reset, they have to be physically replaced or repaired. And that process can take 6 to 18 months six to 18 months that means the the darkness would persist for a while a long while gas stop uh, gas pumps would stop Uh, transmitters wouldn't be relaying Uh, you wouldn't have fuel you wouldn't have uh, a lot of transportation communication agricultural stuff Shops and markets would most likely end up being um, looted. Um, And what food there is would spoil that requires refrigeration, which then leaves you with even less for people to consume. So this easily can become a huge problem. And even more than that, Without working, uh, without electricity, uh, you wouldn't have a working treatment center for your uh, water. Uh, that means if that happens, raw sewage then starts moving into the streets. Uh, you would find police and military feeling, uh, finding themselves overwhelmed and incapable of being able to handle all the chaos that could be ensuing. Uh, Lines that are used for fuel and for drinkable or usable water are typically going to be hours long just to get what you need. People are going to resort to drinking from contaminated pools and wells. Many will starve. As the blackout continues, what do you do when you start getting disease? Because when you have sewage in the streets you have disease much more possible including people just being sick from malnourishment and not being able to handle the elements if it's cold where you are and you don't have the ability to be heated or if it's hot and you don't have the ability to be somewhere to cool yourself down you can have issues from that so you can easily see how quickly with all of these issues our society begins to break down, and not just here, but anywhere in the world. That's how reliant on the public grid, on the energy grid, we are. And if, if that grid is not secured, is not built up properly, is not made to be resistant to many of these things, we find ourselves in problems and that's just talking about CMEs and cyber attacks. What happens if people then also start shooting things? Which is a case we've had happen. There was a case in which people shot up a substation and created some electrical havoc. So why do I mention this? Because It's important that we think about these things. Too often we take for granted the things that benefit us in life, such as electricity, clean air, clean water to drink, a roof over our head, food to eat whenever we want, refrigeration for food. So many things that we take for granted until it is no longer there. And so who knows? Maybe you're working on the ideas to make this better, or maybe you're the next generation to come up who will be able to resolve these issues and others that we have. Maybe you're the brilliant mind that'll do it, or that is doing it, or both. The point is, we have to have a secured and functioning power grid in order for modern day life to exist. I challenge you friends to take, take a moment and just think about that. What would your life be like? What would your family's life be like if suddenly you had no power, no electricity, and you were going to have no electricity for months, if not years, Imagine if an entire country's power grid is fried from a massive CME blast. Along with other issues that are there, one of them would be the need for repair or replacement of so many of these uh, massive units that help with electricity, these transformers. So... It's important to think about the things that support our modern-day life. And there are people who are trying to work on that, Uh, figuring out ways to, uh, as I was taught in the military, the term, harden the uh, electrical system. A hardened system essentially means that it's made uh, stronger, it's more resistant to different things. You can harden something from electromagnetic pulse, from uh, many things. You can harden something from physical damage, stuff like that. But it's an essential thing. We forget how frail our existence is in so many ways natural disasters that can remind us how insignificant our life is in the grand scheme of the universe. And that should also remind us to take every day uh, as a gift and to not take for granted the things that we have in life. Remember, friends, as I've said many a times, it's a good practice to be mindful and to be uh, practice thankfulness every day. Finding reasons to be thankful in your life showing thankfulness to your friends that you have around you and your family those who are there for you even in just a quick message because you never know when you'll see them again or if you'll see them again or if they'll see you again so with the With this being mentioned, there are organizations that are trying to figure out how to deal with these things. Here in the U.S., we have the Congressional EMP Commission. Um, We have the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, or the FERC. And I'm sure in your country, you have things like this as well. They may be different names, obviously. But this is something that is... Needing to be looked at. And many people are talking about it. But as I said, starting out in this podcast, so many people take for granted um, what we have and how easily it can be taken away. Uh, We are not the best at heeding warnings early enough to prevent massive losses. We're not the best at taking a little bit of discomfort for a short period of time to prevent massive amounts of discomfort, and worse, over a longer period of time. COVID has certainly been an example of that, at least in my country and maybe in others as well. Uh, We don't even handle the small discomfort of having to wear a mask without freaking out and um, some people becoming, as we like to use the term these days, Karens, um, over a mask, imagine how people would react if the country said uh, we need you to cut down on your electricity usage by this much or you'll be penalized because we need to allow for our system to have less load on it Uh, we need to um, you may be down for a little while meaning a day or two while we're upgrading parts of the electrical system so that you are more secure over the long run people would pitch a fit I know that that would be the case here in the US I would imagine in many other countries developed countries um, that's probably true as well or even if it's not a developed country if you're relying on electricity you're gonna feel it um, but friends we have to these are the things we rely upon so heavily and how quickly our life changes if that goes away. No electricity means no Spotify, no podcasts, no TV, no audible, no calling friends because the towers have no power. They can only run on generators for so long. Um... No refrigeration. You can't use your dishwashing machines can't go and get gas out of an electric pump Uh, no air conditioning, no heating and potentially your car batteries your car electrical system could be fried which may also mean your car is of no use think about how quickly society and your life comes to a screeching halt if electricity is gone And think about how terrible it would be to have to face a pandemic with none of the electrical comforts that we enjoy that allow us to be at home safely for those who can, or allow us to at least stay out of population as much in public areas so those who do have to be out don't feel so surrounded. Imagine all of that being gone. You can't turn on a light at night when it gets dark. You just have to be at home in the dark with maybe a candle if you have it. Uh, If not, you just have to exist in the dark. Pardon, friends, had a little yawn there. (laughs) It's uh, one in the morning as I'm working on this podcast currently. So, friends, let's think about that as we move forward. I challenge you, as I often say, to be, always be curious, always be learning. And friends, who knows? Maybe those since half of my population listening to this show is in their mid-30s or younger, down to 18. Maybe you're the next person who can bring the solution to this problem. Uh, who can create a system that can protect our national grids all over the world. Heck, I see no problem in you being able to make a good living off of that if you create something that benefits so many. I'm not one of those that feels like you have to do all of it for free, (laughs) just out of the goodness of your heart. You have the right to make a living as anyone does. At any rate, I digress. Uh, We'll be right back after this break. And we're back, friends. Well, I won't, as the saying goes, beat that dead horse. I think I've discussed enough for us to understand that there are many things that can affect our electrical grid and we rely so heavily upon it. Whether it's from CME from the sun, coronal mass ejections, massive amounts of solar energy hitting our planet and causing havoc or a cyber attack that can take down power grids or very literal or very physical attacks. Uh, There are many reasons by which our electrical grid can be taken out, and if it were to on a severe level, we could find ourselves without power for months or longer. So... Something to be aware of. I share these things for the benefit of all of us to think about and to consider in our lives. And to remind you through these stories that it's important to not take for granted the things that we enjoy in life, that we are, we benefit from in life. And to remember that perhaps if there is a problem we see, it has been presented to us because we may have the ability to help improve it. Well, friends, that'll wrap up that story for this episode. I could go further into it about more details, about different events that have happened with it, but I'll leave that for you guys to discover. Um, Although one thing I will mention, only because I know that some of you will probably find a chuckle in the acronym of it. Uh, There is a device which is known as or not a device, this is an an action done known as a hemp h-e-m-p which stands for high altitude e-m-p Um, what that essentially means if someone was to detonate let's say some sort of nuclear device in the atmosphere that device would not only have a physical blast and radiation but it would also create an electromagnetic pulse and electromagnetic energy when it's let off in the air can cover a very large area, and can overcharge uh, electrical things and fry them, essentially destroying their ability to function. It's one of many ways by which our power grids can easily be taken out, our electronics can be taken out. And so it's important that we keep these things in mind, um, because they they, they have the ability to happen at any time. A black swan event can be something that can occur without any great warning or any warning at all. So, friends, with that all being said, I also want to remind you to show gratitude. Be thankful for the things that we encounter. Recognize that there is so much that gives us the life we have that we have very little control over. And so each day is a blessing for us to enjoy, that we have that day. Well, on that note, I wanted to share a random little tidbit that I thought was interesting, since we're talking about electricity uh, and the things we benefit from by having electricity. I oftentimes look on the internet for unusual trends, interesting things that I find that are bizarre or odd. And a weird one that I wanted to talk about, well, not really weird, but peculiar, funny, was um, I oftentimes look at trends that go on on YouTube, uh, trends on social media, trends on TikTok, and there has been apparently (laughs) a uh, fascination With a pair of leggings that women can buy. Uh, Many times people refer to them as booty leggings uh, because they are made in such a way that it enhances the, uh, shall we say, derriere of a person, the boot of a person. (laughs) Um, And so You can buy these on Amazon, I think they're like $20 or something, and they've become very popular because of how they flatter uh, the backside. And so on TikTok, it's apparently become a trend for girlfriends or wives to put on a pair of those um, booty leggings, as people call them. and record their significant other coming in and seeing them wearing those. There are many, many, many videos of this. It's a trend that's going on. And I'm sure for the person who created those leggings, whether it's Amazon or some other vendor, uh, they are quite happy with this trend because people are buying their, you know, their leggings. But this has been a trend. And it's funny You know, it's funny to watch. You can go on TikTok or you can look on YouTube for um, booty leggings TikTok. And I think you can find it on YouTube that way. You can also find it on TikTok, I think, by doing some sort of search like that. Um, That is unusual. It's funny. It's interesting to see. Me personally, I still like the previous trends that was going on. Uh, on TikTok, um, it's it's funny what we're seeing, but and that's a put, pun intended with that. But personally, I've enjoyed seeing the sea shanty side of TikTok more, watching a bunch of people collaborate on this musical thing from some old seafaring songs from ye olden days. <laughs> Anyways, thought I would share that as just an odd little tidbit that was going on, a trend that's happening with booty leggings, as people call them. I'm sure there is a real name for the brand in Amazon, but it's what people call it. Uh, and just thinking about the nature of our how frail our society is and the things that we still have to work on, and how many ways nature and other occurrences can really change. In dramatic ways our life. Well friends, I think that'll do it for this episode. Uh, As always, so thankful to have you on these episodes as part of the Anything Goes family. So thankful to have you tuning in regularly. Uh, Thank you to all of the regular listeners who are here with me on this journey episode after episode. It means the world to me. Uh, And while we're on that topic, I also wanted to say hello to our newest country on the list, listening in. Hello to my listeners in Poland. Welcome to a relatively large neighborhood. You are number 18 of 18 different countries listening in. Uh, So welcome to our listeners in Poland. Friends, as I often say, Um, remember to be kind to yourself, be kind to those around you, um, in practice and in word, I suppose, in what we say and what we do. Uh, And one of the ways we can show kindness is to just wear our masks, to use social distancing to wash our hands be careful about touching our faces after we've touched publicly touched things like door handles at stores or whatever it may seem annoying but we can save lives by doing these simple things and i promise you if you're wearing an appropriate mask of cloth or of a medical grade you will not die from wearing the mask um, i have gone out on jogs for exercise wearing a mask. It gets a little warmer on the face, but I was able to do it. And so, friends, it's one way to show kindness, but, you know, people are having rough times, they're having rough days, people are frustrated, they're depressed. So, let's remember to be kind to one another. Show gratitude. Remember to wake up each day and just Find reasons to be grat- to show gratitude for your day, whether it's little blessings you enjoy through the day, people, whoever whatever, whoever and whatever it is. And mindfulness. To just take time to check in on your mental health and to give yourself that mental health break you need. Meditation is useful, good exercise, good diet, getting some sunlight. Watching something that makes you laugh, listening to music that makes you happy, all of these things can help you to be better and happier, and in turn, passing that out to the world around you. Another way to be kind is to use your money. If you know someone is in need and you can help, help. Uh, Certainly, I would say that's always a thing that's helpful for my podcast to grow as well. Granted, I know that if it's the choice between I support a food bank or a podcast, I understand supporting a food bank. But if you can support a podcast, that's also supporting a person to keep them going and to keep the podcast growing and being more professional for your sake. Well, friends, until next time, stay curious, stay kind, always be learning. We live in a big universe and there's still so much to learn and discover and to create, always be creative and be kind to one another. Be kind to yourselves. And until next time, we will see you soon, friends.